I'm sorry, Trojan fans. It wasn't a bad dream. It really happened. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're going to watch this show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download your podcast, remember this show is free. I appreciate your support. You can show your support and your appreciation. It's free. It's quick. It's easy. If you're watching on YouTube, click that red subscribe button. When you see this, that thumbs up, smash it. Make it go down. And don't forget to hit that bell notification button. And that way you will not miss one episode of Locked on USC. Today's episode, it's brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers. You're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on and you can get started today. It might not have been a bad dream. It really happened, but it's time for somebody to go wake Lincoln Riley up so he can make sure this nightmare never repeats itself. I know Lincoln Riley's aware of what happened. He admitted it after the game. He needs to do more. He needs to do better. He's not sure how much more time he could invest, but he know he knows he needs to do something different. That's great. Admitting you've got a problem is the first step. Even when USC opened the season six and zero, six and zero, Trojan fans, you they, they sensed that evil was kind of lurking just around every single corner, every game. And that evil is definitely lurking around every single USC cornerback most of the time. Uh, I'm not sure anyone is going to be able to reconcile how you can start off the season 6-0 and and then finish with a 7-5 and record. I mean, it's not as bad as finishing 4-8, and but it's probably right up there with that 2012 unfinished business season campaign. You remember that? Yeah. Anyways, something bad happened. And I don't think it had anything to do with injuries or a UCLA Bruin playing schedule maker. Uh, Yes, this year's 2023 schedule was much more difficult than the 2022 schedule that helped USC find a way to win 11 games. However, USC's losses this year to Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA were the games, it's not about the schedule, it's where USC had no luck at all and had no defense. Well, they they had portions of defense, but for the most part, they had no defense. And in many cases, a schizophrenic offensive identity. Got some love letters that were sent to me, especially the ones on YouTube. Thank you. I'll make sure that these get forwarded to Lincoln Riley right, excuse me, right now. Yeah, that game caused some indigestion, so I'm still suffering. I apologize. So here's some love letters to Lincoln Riley. This one. So SC did so many things wrong. Three turnovers leading to three scores, penalties, 
and the usual bad D. Caleb even attempted to run? Question mark. He did last year. Seems like he was not made. Seems like he was not in that mode these past five to six games. UCLA rushed three to four guys, and were getting in on almost every down. Exclamation point. These predictable quick slants, greater than, didn't really work. A few times it did, but not enough. Bad blocking, bad overall running game. A few guys wide open downfield and he missed them outright. We all knew what needs to be done. Getting a top-notch defensive coordinator is vital. What bothers me the most, Coach Riley, is the overall offensive scheme. Hard to watch this team. I'll always root for my alma mater, but this was an epic failure on so many levels. Fight on. That was a letter from to me from a USC alum who has been watching Trojan football since the McKay years. The only thing I would change in that in that letter was where he, he said it was a bad overall running game. Fumbles were bad, but not using the running game more was the bad part. That's all I would say to that. Here's here's another love letter from, and I assume this is a Trojan fan. I think the entire team came out to start the game and probably had already decided to coast through the UCLA game. I think everyone was playing at three-quarter speed, probably trying to get through the game with no senseless injuries. Caleb will likely go to the NFL, and I think a lot of the players may enter the transfer portal now. I think Lincoln Riley lost the locker room and the confidence of the team a few games back. Now, whether the team came out and coasted is up to each person to decide who watched that game. But let's remember, one per, one person's perception is another person's reality. What I will say is that with so many transfers coming in to USC in these last two years, and a lot of it out of necessity, but when more than half the roster are refugees from other places, how many of them truly understand what it means to beat Notre Dame and UCLA? I mean, that's a hate that has to be nurtured. Yeah, and that, that nurturing takes place when when these recruits, when these players are are kids, when they first arrive at USC, not when they're when they've been in college for three or four years. So that's the sense I got. And I think so did the following letter that came from the heart. USC played like they had nothing to play for. They are not a team. There is no buy-in to whatever system Riley is trying to implement. And the question remains as to whether he'll uh, whether he'll he'll ever be able to get the kind of buy-in required for championship football. He sure had plenty of talent in Oklahoma and never quite got there. Hmm. How about this one, which uh, was pretty sharp, cuts like a knife. Finishing 7-5 and five with Caleb Williams at quarterback? Imagine how the record would have been without him. They're going to get rolled in the big for a few years. I think looking back at how the season played out, that person is probably correct. USC was lucky to beat Cal on the road. And I USC is probably fortunate that Arizona's head coach, Jed Fish, blinked first in that triple overtime loss to USC. And then there was a chain letter. 
this one, uh, yeah. So it's it's getting nearly impossible to remain a Trojan fan living in SEC country, North Georgia. So distraught right now, almost numb. That one had a had somebody sign on with. Same here. I'm from Duluth. Another one. I'm in Vegas, and I feel the same. Here's an international one. I'm nestled between Honduras and Nicaragua. I actually started wishing for a power outage so I wouldn't have to watch that debacle slash fiasco. So from coast to coast, and even internationally, <laughs> Trojan fans are feeling pretty bad. It's one thing when the players aren't buying in, which is never a good thing. but Trying to keep USC fans bought in is actually a tougher sell uh, when they feel like they're being treated poorly. And for the last decade plus, that's been the sentiment, especially among their donors. Before the nightmare loss to UCLA was over, um, the USC fans who actually stuck around inside the Coliseum Kind of soak it in, say, hey, you know what? This is the last time I get to come here for the season. They got to watch a UCLA player. I believe that was number 62. Like, dude was waving the UCLA flag around. You know those big flags, kind of like this. And he got over to midfield to the SC logo, and he stabbed it. He stuck it in there. Here's my question. Here's my love letter. Where was someone on USC's team to make sure that that guy got knocked on his baby blue butt? I know there's video out there on social media. I know. I've seen it. Someone needs to send that attachment in an email. Send your love letter to Lincoln Riley so he could show the team that film in the film room. That is, if they plan to watch the game. Listening.com is an app that turns academic papers, textbooks, PDFs, websites, and emails into audio so you can listen to them on the go. Instead of sitting at a desk to read, Listening.com's app frees you up so you can learn from anywhere. They're the best app in the world for listening to academic material. It can read math equations, automatically skip citations and footnotes, and can pronounce difficult technical words. College students, listen up. There's this incredible app called listening.com, which can take any academic paper, PDF, or class material and turn it into an audiobook. It can read math equations, technical words, and complicated document, documents. Maybe that's one of the technical words. It knows how to skip all the citations, footnotes, and references, and lets you jump straight to the chapter or section you want to listen to. It even has a one-click note-taking button where it automatically puts the last 10 seconds into a notepad so you don't have to type notes while you listen. Best of all, if you use the link listening.com forward slash locked on, you'll be able to get your first three weeks for free. So go ahead and give it a try. Usually it's two weeks free, but you get an extra week free when you go to listening.com forward slash locked on. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts 
of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you, Caleb Williams. Thank you for everything you did for this program. I don't think it can be put into words other than saying thank you. But where did you go after your last game? Saw you running up the tunnel, waving to the crowd, kind of head down. I, I think everyone believes this was his last game at USC. Like I said, that, that double wave to the fans where you... I don't know. At least you stayed and you played through the entire game. What the fans who stuck around through that nightmare, that double wave, I think it spoke volumes. It, it kind of told everybody that uh, you're probably not coming back. And and I, I think it had to speak volumes because you weren't there to talk with the media after the game again. Look, we get it. You haven't officially made up your mind and announced you're going pro. But if you're if you're not ready emotionally after games to deal with the media now, I'm thinking that maybe you need another year to mature in college. This week, USC has a bye. And then Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So I'm going to imagine the next time we hear from from Caleb Williams is going to be when they when the team gets back and resumes practice, whatever day that's going to be. So they resume practice. Uh, we talked to we're out there Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, so maybe a week from Wednesday will be the first time we hear speak with Caleb. I guess I don't know. We'll find out. But let's take a few minutes just to re- kind of reflect on what he did in his follow-up season after winning the Heisman Trophy. It's not like he had a bad season. <laughs> 3,249 yards passing. That's good enough to be second good, second best in college football. I believe Michael Penix up there at Washington is number one. Probably your Heisman frontrunner. Caleb Williams, he only threw 29 touchdown passes, which is only good for second best in college football. However, let's add 11 rushing touchdowns. So 40 overall, that's good for number one in college football. And with all that, with those numbers, he's probably not even going to be invited to New York for the Heisman ceremony. Now, he had a different offensive line in front of him this year than he had in 2022. Most will probably see the same thing and agree. He was... The offensive line in 2023 didn't perform as well as the year previous. He there might have been a slight drop off at wide receiver, but I don't think I don't think it was anything that should have affected Caleb as much as it appeared it did this season. Yeah, you lost Jordan Addison, but you spread the ball around. Brendan Rice was back. Taj Washington was back. Mario Williams was back. I think. Uh, Kion Hudson, Kyron Hudson, Michael Jackson the third. USC was deep at wide receiver. That wasn't the issue. You didn't have Travis Diet running back, but you had, you know, 
subtract one, you add in Marshawn Lloyd, who brings more explosiveness and more playmaking, as well as more turnovers, too. So what happened to Caleb in 2022? Did anything happen to him? What changed? Was he playing more conservatively, conservatively on purpose? Was he being asked to not run the ball as much? It wasn't just me who noticed this. You got other people watching the game and saying, why isn't Caleb, Caleb taking off and running the ball? There was plenty of opportunity. Or, or was it the funky play calling? Something looked different in 2023 compared to 2022. So, you know, it's. It, I don't think anybody's really going to be able to put their finger on one specific thing because I think there was a bunch of specific things that we could point to. <clears throat> Mostly probably playing with a lot of pressure on his shoulders, knowing that what he was able to do in 2022, he couldn't cover up in 2023. So I want to wish Caleb Williams a happy belated birthday. I hope all of your wishes come true. And I know USC fans are wishing for one more year. Look, I think it's going to be hard to put any blame on Caleb Williams. He carried this team in this season, and he covered up a lot of zits, a lot of zits that were on that supermodel's face and body. So I think it's probably too much asking, asking him to consider to come back and take care of unfinished business for one more year. Because next year is, I think it's going to be more of the same. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty at the offensive line. The wide receiver room will be just fine. It'll be a little bit younger. The running back, um, it's going to be younger, but it's. I think it's going to be just as talented, maybe more so. So how will you remember Caleb Williams? Is he the greatest quarterback in USC history? I mean, he doesn't have a 34-game winning streak or any championships. He is one-on-one -on -one against USC's two main rivals. What, what will Caleb Williams' identity be five, ten years from now? How will Trojan fans look back at him? Obviously, he's got the Heisman Trophy. And he is definitely one of those generational talents that came along. But, you know, history, when you look back at history, how will history write about Caleb Williams and his time at USC in those two years? Assuming we saw him for the last time when he headed up the tunnel. Again, hopefully we'll hear from Caleb and not get one of those Dear John letters that you know you find on the fireplace mantle saying, it's not you, this is about me. We already know it's about Caleb. We know what he's considering. And we know that if he came back for another year, he is, that means he wants to win a championship. And he wants to really embrace that Trojan family identity. I think he has, but now he's got a really tough decision. And it's a, it's a difficult one. Does he want to win a championship? Does he want to get USC back to where they belong? I don't think it's his responsibility. I think it would be great if he did. He came back. 
But this is all on Lincoln Riley and finding a good defensive coordinator and making sure the players that are on the roster going forward understand what it means to wear that cardinal and gold. That these rivalries mean a lot, especially if you're a transfer. Score early this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options that include point spreads, player prop bets, you got the over-unders, and they got a whole lot more besides that. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So as most of you know, I repeat it all the time, when you're done making Locked On USC your first listen every day, part of the Locked On Network, when you're done here, I need you to head on over to WeRSC.com. That's where I spend the other part of my day doing some writing inside the Trojan Huddle podcast. Just kind of giving all those, all of my USC fans, all of you USC fans, even if you're not a fan of me, that inside information you want to hear about. And again, that's where I do all of my writing. Not the greatest writer, but every now and then I'll, I'll put some things down on paper well, on the computer and you get to read about it. This was my Sunday takeaway. Last week, I, I wrote and I said that it was a 2023 was a wasted season. Um, after the loss to UCLA and kind of taking everything in, big picture, 2023 was more than a wasted season. It's actually a significant setback for the program. Lincoln Riley didn't just waste his line of credit that he built up during USC's 2022 season, which included 11 wins and a Heisman Trophy. He suffered a hit to his credit score and a setback when he literally, he let the Trojan football program slip back to the days before he arrived because he made more than one bad decision. 2023 wasn't just a wasted season. The way the Trojans ended the regular season going 1-5 after starting the season 6-0 puts everything else that's going on behind the scenes, coordinator, recruiting, yada, yada, yada. 2023 wasn't just a wasted season. It was a setback season that could have long-term effects. Look, I understand how our emotions can take over our common sense when, think, common sense when things aren't going well. However, I wasn't sure how to react when someone in the press box passed, passed by me and said, we might as well bring, bring back Clay Helton. Now, my first reaction <laughs> when I heard this was a kind of that. It was just one of those half-throated chuckles. But then I looked up and I saw the scoreboard while the third quarter was coming to an end. And USC was trailing 27 to 13. And there was nothing funny about that. Earlier in the season, not that long ago, against USC's biggest rival, Notre Dame, the Trojans trailed. 31 to 13 after three quarters. 
USC lost both of those games. And both times, Lincoln Riley's offense looked unprepared and uninspired. And it looked, and it, and it lacked an identity, which begs the question. How was that even possible when you have the number one scoring offense in the country, Coach Riley? Even when USC opened its season 6-0, I never knew who they were offensively. And that's why I had asked Coach Riley after USC's three-overtime win at home over Arizona. Who are you on offense? I'd be curious how he'd answer that question today, right now, after his offense turned out just three yards on the ground rushing against UCLA. Asking him that type of question right after the game, Saturday, wrong place, wrong time. It will get asked, though. I'll find the right time and place. Maybe I just asked him right now. Maybe he'll see this. Now, if those were USC's only two losses this season, Trojan fans would be furious. However, Considering, this, considering the state of the program that he inherited, I think Trojan fans would eventually kind of look forward to the postseason. It would be 10 wins. And definitely be looking forward to the early signing period that's coming up in December here. But Trojan fans, they are furious right now. They're upset because of the five losses and the way they watch the defense fail to improve Prove the longer the season went on. Remember, the longer it goes, the better we get. Trojan fans are wondering why their head coach told them to believe the team was close to winning all of their games, despite what everyone's untrained eyes saw. Winning 11 games in the first year of Lincoln Riley, in Lincoln of the Lincoln Riley era, was supposed to be a springboard for better recruiting and multiple chances to compete for a national championship. Instead, the Trojan football program is going to suffer a significant setback because Lincoln Riley believed in his defensive coordinator. Now he has to start from the beginning again. He'll need to get the fan base back in his corner after asking them to trust him because he knows what it takes. Lincoln Riley's opening statement after his team's fifth loss sounded a lot different than the previous four losses. And if we're being honest, Coach, it wasn't close. Coach Riley said, very, very disappointed. No other way to put it. I told the guys in the locker room, I've clearly not done a good enough job here in the second half of the season getting this team ready to go. But it wasn't only the second half of the season where Coach Riley failed to prepare. It goes back to his belief in Alex Grinch in January of this year because he said he knew what it took to turn this thing around. I really hope so because USC made a significant financial investment that is going, and they're going to eventually want to see a return on that investment. When you return with a Heisman Trophy winner and a high-scoring offense at USC, that's going to be that's typically going to be enough to compete for a championship as long as you have a decent defense. Doesn't that be great? Just decent, good, serviceable. In 2005, the Trojans allowed that defense 
a, a an offense that was one of the best USC ever had with a Heisman Trophy winner. That defense allowed almost 300 points on the year, 297. In 2023, with the returning Heisman Trophy winner, a high-scoring offense, and Alex Grinch, the Trojans suffered a significant setback when their team, as a team, they allowed 419 points to their opponents. Coach Riley is going to need to make, he's going to need to make a significant investment on the defensive side of the ball. Otherwise, his career is going to take a significant setback. It's already started. So there you go. There's my soliloquy, my, my love letter, so to speak, to Lincoln Riley. I'm going to be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow. We do it five times a week. This is a Monday episode. Thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, part of the Locked on Network. Don't forget to check out Locked On 24-7. So just head on, head on over to any Locked On YouTube channel. You'll find it. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.